This is Finding Satan. My ears are ringing. I open the door and walk into the house. The door wasn't locked. All doors are open to me now. But I'm distracted by the pictures of Nicole on the wall. Nikki. Nicole. Silver frames. Braces and cheerleader outfits. Pom-poms and church camp. Church camp. Baptism and graduation. Choir. Nicole spent a lot more time at church than I thought, and this house is basically a shrine to her. And I realize I've fallen down the rabbit hole. It's fine. It's fine. This, this is fine. I'm just casually walking through the house of a girl I may be killed in the woods, a house I broke into. I'm okay. Then I see it. A picture of Nicole, gap-toothed and grinning, six years old with pigtails, swinging in a playground covered in snow, wearing a white puffy coat and holding onto the chains for all she's worth. That's when I break. I killed this girl. She trusted me, and I took her into the woods, and I killed her, and I don't even remember why. I stumble up the stairs. All the other pictures are a blur. A blonde woman and a man who looks familiar in a generic kind of way. They lead me to a room with an ensuite bathroom. I turn the shower on, set the temperature as hot as it will go, and my tears scald my skin as I sit on the floor of the shower and hold myself in a way that no one has ever done. Here we go again. I swore I'd never come back to Texas, and yet here I am, driving a shitty rental car to Frisco because I'm a sucker for girls in trouble. Stay away, Lilith had told me. This isn't your story. It isn't my story, but I'm apparently stuck in it. Clara isn't answering her phone. Annabelle sent me an audio file that had ten straight minutes of screaming on it, and Lilith won't answer me. Clara was right to follow the church. I think they have some relationship to Black Hole Sun. They certainly have a lot of money. And they spent a lot of money, too. Building some sort of compound in the woods. Her rental is right where she left it. Parked outside the most generic-looking brick suburb house on the block. And there's the RAV4 parked in the driveway. I park behind Clara's Nissan and take a minute to look inside the RAV4. It's full of food wrappers, sleeping bags camping equipment and blood. It's on the floor mat, the driver's seat, and the inside of the driver's door. It, it turns my stomach. I never like the sight or smell of blood, and it's even worse now, after Sarah. After watching her bleed out in the circle, everything is worse. I'm trying not to gag as I close the car door. The whole inside of the car smells awful. Not just blood, but worse. Rancid. Like some foul thing had nested in it. The front door is open, so I walk into the house. Clara's in here somewhere. There's no point in being coy about it. I'm here to get her, one way or another. 
I'm not the same guy from last season. I, I don't knock or anything. There's a little bit of dried blood on the hardwood floor and leading up the stairs. Not much. I wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't been looking for it, but it's enough to tell me that Clara went this way. It's a lovely house, decorated in generic farmhouse style. Although, thankfully, they went with real doors on all the rooms. No sliding barn doors here. They seem really fond of white and tan, with an exotic splash of caramel here and there. Yes, I'm stalling. I'm afraid of what I'm going to find upstairs. I can't handle any more death or loss. I just wasn't built for that. I find her in a room upstairs. She's lying in a bed in what looks like a guest room, but maybe all their bedrooms are over-decorated and stuffy. Who knows? I get close enough to see that she's breathing, and I am so relieved. I let out a breath that I totally knew I was holding. There's a lot going on in the attached bathroom. Her clothes are in a pile on the bathroom floor, in a drying puddle of water, and there's footprints painted in dried blood on the floor and the white bath mats. The shower drain has hair, like leaves, and a few twigs caught in it, and the room smells a little bit like the RAV4, musky and rancid. It's faint and mostly concentrated on the drain and Clara's clothes. When I look closer, I, I notice the clothes are torn and have more twigs and leaves and smears of dry blood. All this just makes me wonder, what did she do? When I wake up, I can tell someone else is in the room. I roll over. There's a man sitting in the desk chair. He's got dark hair, messy in that accidental way. Not like he spends an hour every day to get it that way. And his gray Henley's sleeves are pushed up. His jeans look well-worn, and he's reading something on his iPhone. I'm too tired to be afraid, but I know I should be. I should be, right? But I'm not. Instead, I'm just numb. This guy can't hurt me. Nothing can hurt me anymore. Maybe I'm already getting used to being the villain. Clara? I relax. I know that voice. It's Matt. Are you... Jesus, are you okay? What happened? The covers had fallen a bit when I sat up, and he's staring at my shoulders and my back. He's not even looking at my tattoos. And part of me is relieved. Or maybe reassured is a better word. His face is so open. It practically has the word harmless written all over it. I pull the covers around me anyway. I don't normally mind my scars, but something about him makes me want to hide the world's ugliness from him. I'm okay. It was a long time ago. Wait. What? Wait, why are, why are you here? How? He puts his phone down and leads towards me. I, I tracked the Nissan. I told you I was coming to Texas. I knew something was wrong when Black Hole Sun came here. And then you hung up on me. That was just a few hours ago, though. How did you get here so fast? No. Clara, that was yesterday. 
I flew in this morning and drove straight here from the airport. Then I tracked the Nissan. I run my fingers through my hair. It's dried all strange, but at least it's clean. Clean counts for a lot, especially when you've had to live rough. That can't be right. That means I've been asleep for... Wait, no one came home? Where are Nicole's parents? I don't... uh, No one has come home or gone since I've been here. But Clara, I listened to your audio, and I listened to Annabelle's, and we need to talk. Annabelle's? Audio? I feel stupid, but I don't know what he's talking about. What audio? He picks up his phone again. Shit. We need to go. Wait. Why? We just need to go. I don't move, and he realizes the problem. Do you have clean clothes? I point to the backpack in the corner, and he gets up. Okay. I'm going to find some trash bags to clean up the bathroom. Get dressed as fast as you can. I think they found us. He tosses me the backpack and heads downstairs. I pull on my other pair of black jeans and a sweater. He runs back in with a trash bag and grabs my clothes out of the bathroom and shoves them in. He even takes the bath mat, which is probably a good thing since it's covered in blood. Is anything of yours still in the RAV4? No. Wait, my phone. Maybe. I was pretty out of it. Yeah, you must have been. You left the front door open. We're moving down the stairs. He practically pushes me out the front door. No, I didn't. I closed it. I remember locking it. It was literally open when I got here. He's focused on getting us out of here, but I don't like what he's saying. I know I closed it. I remember turning the deadbolt. He opens the driver's door and gestures. Get your phone. We have to move. I'm too sleepy for this. I fumble around and find it between the driver's seat and the center console. It's dirty. I don't even want to know what's dried on the screen. The car reeks of something foul. I don't know the smell. I can't place it. But it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and I flash back to the woods. How are your feet? They're sore, but okay. I pulled slivers of wood out of them in the shower. They're totally beat to shit, but I've been through worse. Thankfully, I cleaned socks in my bag. Is that it? Yeah. It, uh, it really smells bad in there. I say, and he grimaces. I guess he noticed. We need to get both cars out of here. Are you okay to drive? I'm not sure I am, but I nod anyway. Yeah. Where are we going? We need to dump the Nissan. Too many people have seen you driving it. He sends me a location on my phone in case we get separated. I've got about 15% battery, which is a miracle in and of itself. And I find a charger in the Nissan and plug the phone in. I follow him out of town. We drive to a car impound lot about 10 minutes outside of Frisco. I didn't even know Frisco had a shitty area, but somehow we found it. I pull up next to him and roll down my window. An impound lot? Yeah. No one will look for it here. Park out on the edges there and make sure to get everything out of the car, just in case. I've got my backpack, phone, charger, and that's about it. 
I take the papers out of the glove box to protect Easy, although I'm not sure it matters, and I slide into the passenger seat of Matt's rental. It's the most generic sedan I've ever seen, and I wonder how different it is from his real car. He seems like a generic sedan kind of guy. Although if he lived in Texas, he'd probably go for that default pickup or SUV. He seems chill like that. What? I realize I've just been sitting there staring at him. Sorry. I throw my bag in the back and put my seatbelt on. He's definitely a seatbelt guy. He puts my address into his phone nav and we get on the freeway. So what was that about Annabelle? If there's one thing I've learned, it's that you keep an eye on the predators. I should have kept better track of her, but now that she's back on the map, I'm not going to forget. He taps the steering wheel nervously. I don't know if you should hear this, but I don't know if you'll believe me if you don't. Uh, okay. Would you rather I tell you, or do you want to hear it for yourself? My heart is pounding, and I wipe my palms on my jeans. I know I need to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Let me hear it, I tell him. He's right. There was a lot of screaming. He's such a dick. Red light and smoke pours out of the circle. And there's something in there. There's a shape in the smoke walking towards us. I get a sinking feeling and I start to wish we had been pulled down into the circle. Lilith is grinning, crouched in the back of my brain. What the fuck did we just do? We sit for a few minutes after it's done. I don't even know what to say. So I ask a question I already know the answer to. Is she insane? Maybe, but she's not lying as far as I can tell. There's a lot I want to say, but I don't know how. So I settle for something that feels dangerous, but isn't really. I'm glad Michael didn't show her his wings. They hurt. Matt doesn't say anything, so I ask him something I've wanted to know for a long time. Lilith. She's real? You saw her? I don't know what I saw. There's a note on my door when I get to my place. It's from Easy. I can tell because it just says, you owe me a car. Sorry, Easy. Mind if I get cleaned up? Bathroom's over there. He takes his bag in with him, and I hear him start the shower. I lock the door behind me and head over to Easy's to get this over with. Girl, you left the Sentra in an impound lot for fuck's sake? Okay, he's mad but not too mad. I hand in the papers and he grunts in return. I'm sorry, Easy. I panicked. Did I fuck up? Yeah, but not too bad. Here's the bill for the Sentra and for your car. She's finally ready. My stomach feels hot and cold at the same time. Really? Black Betty's done? Yeah, but don't get too happy. You haven't looked at the total yet. I look down and the number makes my ass clench, but it's okay. He's charging me more for the Sentra than it's worth, but I know I fucked up. 
He told me not to take it out of town, and I did. It's just business, Clara. I need to cover your tracks and mine with the car. The extra charge is a disposal fee. That's fair. I pay him in cash, like usual. Want me to have the boys bring her around front? I hesitate, then hold my hand out for the keys. No, I'd rather take the keys and leave her here for a day or so, if that's okay. I'd like to keep her under wraps. Yeah, that's a good call. He hands me the keys, then pats my hand awkwardly. I, uh, saw your gentleman friend, uh, walk in with you? Yeah. You being careful? I don't know what he means, so I guess. Are, are you asking me about birth control? He flushes. No, Jesus Christ. Of course not. I mean, you've got a gun or anything for protection? From Matt? He can't be serious. I can take care of myself. I don't know why I want to reassure him, but I do. Sometimes it's the quiet guys who look nice, you know? His words stab me in the gut. He's right. Sometimes... Those are the worst ones. You're not wrong about that. I'll be careful. What no one tells you is that they are still beautiful without their wings. Beautiful and horrible and twisted. The way they say one thing and mean another. And look at you with lies in their eyes. And they want to use you and kill you like it's nothing. Annabelle may be completely fucking cracked, but she's not all wrong. I'd rather be on her side than his again. When I get back to my place, Matt is sitting on the couch, wearing clean clothes and smelling fresh out of the shower. He looks like a guy working on a post-grad degree at some quietly upscale college, not some dude chasing dead girls with me. He's on the phone. I close the door quietly, but he waves me over to him. It's Annabelle. She wants to tell us something. He puts her on speakerphone. She's back. We can both hear you now. We listen to the audio. We know what happened. You don't! You have no idea! I saw her, Matt. I fucking saw her! Shut up, Lilith! I, I need to tell him he deserves to know. Tell me what, Annabelle? Who... What are you talking about? She's back, Matt. She's back. We didn't kill her. We brought her back. Who? I think I know. I want to say something, but I feel like a voyeur in this conversation. Detached. Like I'm not here. And it's just the two of them talking and anything I say would be intrusive. Sarah! Matt, get your head out of your ass! Of course it's Sarah! It's always been Sarah! She's fucking back, Matt! Back like we never killed her, and now she's with him! She ran off with him! She picked him! Annabelle's crying now, sobbing like her heart is broken. Smashed into a million pieces, black glass sharp enough to kill. Who? Annabelle and I say it at the same time. Michael. Michael. Something passes across Matt's face, but before I can name it, it's gone. Annabelle, stay where you are. We're coming to get you. No the fuck we're not. 
I want to say, but I stay silent. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. Annabelle's laughing again. She's completely off her rocker. There is no fucking way I'm waiting here for you and Velma to get here in the Scooby van, Matt. I'm literally sitting in a pool of my own dried blood in a temple full of dead bodies. This is too goth even for me. Why don't you stay where you are for once and I'll come to you. She hangs up before I can say anything. Matt stares at the phone. Then he gives me a hard look. The college boy is gone. And the only one left is the guy who lost Sarah in the woods. Grief and rage still raw on his face. Who is Michael, Clara? Who is he really? Michael is hell in human form. I want to tell him that, but he won't understand. So I take off my shirt and show him instead. He's an angel. This is where he cut me because I trusted him. This is where he cut me because I wanted to use again. And this, this is where he killed me. Matt's hand is soft and warm on my breast. He looks shocked and disgusted and maybe a little queasy. Try to kill you? I guess. He stabbed me in the heart. He told me he wanted to see what would happen. What did happen? I woke up and I was different. And so was he. Matt takes his hand off my breast, rubs his face. But who is he? I put my shirt back on and try not to think about what I just gave up. He really is an angel. He claims to be the son of God. But he... He did that to you? Yeah. So far, based on my one experience, I'd say angels don't quite live up to the hype. And now this angel, or whatever he is, has Sarah. I shake my head. Matt still isn't getting it. No, Matt. Sarah has him. But why? I guess that's what we need to find out. Finding Satan is written and directed by Gabrielle Aw, produced by Jeremy Herbel, and starring Abby Claus and Mike Scalero. Finding Satan is a Black Cat Collective podcast.
lost souls inside.